Let's turn to the book of Isaiah, chapter 29. The main thought of this message and the title uh, is you turn things around. You turn things around. And I want to examine that briefly in its context, what Isaiah meant by that uh, 700 years before the time of Christ. But I believe it has a much broader meaning than just uh, that immediate context. It actually applies to every one of us. And so I want to spend most of the time on that broader context. So we are in Isaiah 29, and we'll begin reading with verse 16. Uh, let's start with verse 15. 15. Isaiah 29:15. Woe to those who deeply hide their plans from the Lord, and whose deeds are done in a dark place. And they say, who sees us, or who knows us, you turn things around. Shall the potter be considered as equal with the clay, or as can be, or the better translation, shall the potter be considered like the clay? That what is made should say to its maker, he did not make me, or what is formed say to him who formed it, he has no understanding. You turn things around. The context, the immediate situation that Isaiah was speaking into had to do with Judah constructing a secret alliance with Egypt. Uh, you see that over in chapter 30, verses 1 and 2. Woe to those, woe to the rebellious children, declares the Lord, who execute a plan but not mine, who make an alliance but not of my spirit, in order to add sin to sin, who proceed down to Egypt who cons uh, without consulting me, who take refuge in the safety of Pharaoh and seek shelter in the shadow of Egypt. So Judah was seeking for help from the arm of man and went down to Egypt for help. Well, apparently um, they didn't think that God would know about this. They did this in secret. Probably they didn't inform Isaiah or any of the prophets. You know, it was something that God had warned against throughout uh, the scriptures, not to, to uh, look to the arm of flesh for help, and yet this is what they were doing. And uh, so they were disobeying God, and yet they thought they were doing it in secret. And Isaiah says, that won't work. You can't do anything in secret in terms of God. Now, you, might, you might keep it from the prophets, but you're not going to keep it from God. In other words, that's foolish. It's stupid, Isaiah says. You can hide things from men, but you, uh, you you can't hide them from God. 
even your secret plans, and this applies to all of us, our secret thoughts, um, those things are clearly seen by God. We're told in Hebrews 4.13, there's no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are open and laid bare to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. And so, you know, you can fool other people, you can put on a good show, uh, say all the right things, but God sees what's real down in the secret place, the hidden places. So Isaiah says, your thinking is radically mixed up. Uh, you think God doesn't see that he doesn't know. And he says, you turn things around. You're the one that doesn't see, not God. You're the one that doesn't know, not God. You've got it backwards. You've got it upside down. In fact, the new... Uh, I think that's the way the King James puts it, and also the, the uh, uh, New International Version says it this way, translates the verse this way. You turn things upside down as if the potter were thought to be like the clay. So that's, that's what was going on in the immediate context here. These, Judah was... was uh, it had... It, the people had their thinking mixed up. They had it upside down. But I think that that little phrase really <coughs> exemplifies the problem of all men, at least before they're converted. They have their thinking turned around or upside down. Um, Basically, they're saying that man is like God and God is like man. Their thinking's messed up in the sense that they think that God is dependent upon man and man is independent of God. It's just the opposite, you see. Now, that's the position that people are in. Their, their thinking is messed up. It's upside down. When the early Christians went out preaching the gospel, they were accused of turning the world upside down. But what they were really doing was desiring to turn the world right side up because the world's thinking is upside down. And we're, trying, we're saying, you've got to get that thinking turned the right way around. One of the major things that takes place when a person is converted is that their thinking gets squared up. It gets turned back to what it should be, especially in relationship to God. Basically, you come to realize that God is God and you're not. You're the one that has to change, not God. All change must be on my part. God's not going to change. He doesn't change. He's perfect. Has no need to change. I'm the one. You're the one that has to change. Um, 
We need to align ourselves with God's will. He doesn't have to align with our will. See, that's, that's the way people think, though, you see. Their thinking is upside down. We're the ones that have to change. So I just want to, I mean, I'm going to say this over and over through this message. Uh, we've got things turned around the wrong way. Our most basic sin has to do with believing the lie that the creature can function independent of the Creator. That's, that's sin right down at the very essence of what sin's all about, that we can function um, without dependence, total dependence, upon the Creator, that we can function independent of Him. Man can be his own little god, you might say. Or you could put it this way, I'm the potter. I'm in charge. I'll rule my own little kingdom. Now, we don't say it quite that blatantly, but that's the attitude before we're converted. I'm the potter. This is our basic sin. We've got things turned around, upside down. Again, God is God, and we're not. Only He is self-existent, independent, self-sufficient, and sovereign. But we don't have it that way in our thinking until God straightens our thinking out. God can hide things from us, and He does all the time. We can't hide anything from Him. But we've got that turned around. God has all kinds of secrets. You don't have any, as far as God's concerned. He knows everything. We know very little, and yet we try to tell the Creator how He should run His universe. We've got things turned around. We make God in our image instead of the truth of the matter is that God made us in His image. But we turn around and try to make God in our image. We think somehow God has to answer to us instead of us answering to God. Man, amazingly, stands in judgment of God instead of standing before God as his judge. We've got things turned around. Upside down. Let's look at it this way. And I think this is what was in Isaiah's mind as he wrote this. A whole big picture. God speaks the universe into existence. All right? Out of nothing. Speaks the universe into existence. Out of nothing, streams of light shine forth from all these galaxies that he's made. Billions of galaxies. 
In one of these sparkling galaxies amidst millions of stars, there's one particular sun around which orbits a little thing we call Earth. Just a small planet, but it's just the right distance, you see, from the sun. God put it just the right distance so you wouldn't get too hot or too cold. Then he put liquid water on that planet and uh, put a moon up there to control the tides to make it just the way it should be for life here on earth. Then, on that small blue planet, he puts all kinds of plants and animals and a unique creature made in his image, endowed by the Creator with amazing gifts. This image-bearer of God can reason, wonder, laugh, imagine, and love, amongst other things. All this creature has to do is trust the one who made him and the one who has provided for all his needs in an abundant manner. All that's all he has to do is just trust him. But instead, he turns things around. Instead of using his gifts of reason to rule over the rest of creation as God intended, he thinks he can rule without God. Instead of using his imagination to envision new ways of enjoying God's goodness, he begins to imagine himself to be self-sufficient and independent. Despite God's extravagant generosity in giving him life and breath and all manner of beautiful things to enjoy, he believes the lie of Satan that he would be better off if he disregarded God. Instead of using his God-given ability to love God and others, he turns it back on himself. He turns that love back on himself and becomes self-centered and proud and selfish. And this gift of this ability to love, which was given to bring the greatest happiness, brings the greatest misery. because he's turned things around. We've turned things around, putting ourselves in God's place. One way of analyzing the, the reason that the world is the way it is today is just in this phrase, you turn things around. We've turned things around in our mind. That's why we must repent and believe the gospel. You know what repent means? It means to change your mind. Change your mind, which results in changing your actions. That's what repent, repentance means, to change your mind. You've got things wrong. We, mankind has things wrong in their mind. They have to change their mind. We must take our rightful place as creatures before our Creator and acknowledge our true condition as sinners before a holy God. We must turn back to Him. 
as our sovereign Lord and to his Son as our all-sufficient Savior. Isaiah says it this way in another passage. I'll just read this to you. This is in Isaiah chapter 45. Woe to those who quarrel with his maker. Woe to the one who quarrels with his maker. An earthenware vessel among vessels of earth. Will the clay say to the potter, what are you doing? Or will the thing or or the thing you are making say he has no hands? In other words, again, the same picture. You're, you're taking the position that the potter is like the clay or that you're, you are the potter. Isaiah goes on to say, For thus says the Lord who created the heavens, He is the God who formed the earth and made it. He established it. He did not create it a waste place, but formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, there is none else. There is no other God besides me, a righteous God and a Savior. There is none except me. Then he says, turn to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God and there is no other. I have sworn by myself, the word has gone forth from my mouth in righteousness and will not turn back that to me every knee will bow, every tongue will swear allegiance. They will say to me, only in the Lord are righteousness and strength. Men will come to him, and all who are angry at him will be put to shame. In the Lord all the offspring of Israel will be justified and will glory. There is no God. You're not God. Nobody else is God. God's God. There is no other God. There is no other Savior. You've got to turn to Him and turn away from this type of thinking that uh, was presented here. You turn things around. Shall the potter be considered as equal to the clay? That what is made should say to its maker, He did not make me. Or what is formed say to him who formed it, he has no understanding. We've got things turned around. We can't live without God. We think we can. People think they can. God can live without you, but you can't live without God. We have to turn around, repent take our rightful position. And the gospel is that God has turned things aright in Christ. Man is not God, nor can he have eternal life without God. But, and this is the amazing thing, God became a man so that we might have life. Man's not God, but God became a man. So we have to turn to him, turn from this wrong thinking to right thinking.
which is what repentance is, but that always results in action. Turn to him and be saved, all the ends of the earth. He is God, and there is no other. But I want to emphasize here how this, how this verse starts. Woe to those. Woe to those who continue to have things turned around in their thinking. Who think they can hide from God. Who think that God doesn't see or understand or know all about them. Woe to those who consider the potter like the clay that disregard God and even say, God did not make me. Isn't that incredible? That's, that's what they say here. In, that what is made should say to its maker, He did not make me. Who continue on with this arrogant attitude that God has no understanding. So don't be like that. Be clay. Be clay in the potter's hand. That's our rightful position. That's where we find life. Well, I'll, I'll stop there. But just remember that little phrase. This is a description of mankind. You turn things around. You turn things around. Your ideas about God and yourself and life and death and everything are upside down. Well, let's pray. Father, we're thankful that you sent Christ, that we can be turned around. And we pray, Lord, in those areas, even as Christians, where our thinking is still upside down, that you turn us around and show us the truth and help us to stand on it. We do want to say, Thou art the potter, I am the clay. Help us to that, help us that that would be a reality, not just words, but reality. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.